Welcome to the Worship Central podcast. We are passionate to see the worship and creativity of churches throughout the world set on fire. Join us as we explore what this might look like. Well, welcome to the Worship Central podcast 2021. What a year 2020 was. And I'm sure many of us are glad to see the back of it. And we enter this new year. Um, gosh, so much has happened already, Tim. I was going to say, I mean, 2021's off of the bang, isn't it? Back into lockdown. <laughs> yeah, we're, um, we're in full lockdown here in the UK. Um, not sure where, where you're listening to this um, from, but um, hoping and praying that you're well where you are. Obviously, there's just been so much kicking off um, around the globe um, already as we hit 2021. And, and um, I don't know about you guys listening, but we're feeling the need more than ever to worship, to pray, to get on our knees, to seek the Lord. Um, so we're praying for that uh, across the, the global church um, and uh, hoping to to dig into some exciting uh, conversation on this episode. We've got some great things coming up. Um, but first of all, um, Tim, we're going to hear a thought from you and um, we'd love to um, love you to share some of what you've been thinking and feeling um, over the Christmas period. I mean, it has been the most challenging of times, I think, for everyone in different ways and for those in leadership, the added complexities of trying to lead and decision make and love and serve and then personally i mean i found it extraordinarily challenging just to maintain hope you know you wake up each morning it's like oh what's going to happen today and maintaining hope is so important and i think the thing i've been thinking about is in the midst of challenge in the midst of setbacks midst of pain pain by its nature isolates us it causes us to sort of start looking inwards and uh, the danger can be the sort of woe is me. We get so absorbed in our struggles and our battles. And I felt, certainly felt that temptation. But I, I was reminding myself, Rick Warren's brilliant book, Purpose Driven Life, which is, you know, one of the biggest sellers of all time. The first four words of the book are, it's not about you. It's not about you. And I was just thinking about that. So confronting where everything... I want to do is to say to everyone, you know, it's okay, you're amazing, God loves you, all of which is true, but we have this message of the gospel, which is about laying down your life, giving yourself away, sacrificial love, about um, expecting and embracing challenge and hungering and praying to see God work and move in the midst of all the difficulties around us. And I've been reading through the book of Matthew, and in Matthew 20, we see this incredible um, kind of almost contradiction, these kind of two crossed wires going on. You see Jesus, chapter 20, verse 17, predicting his death. He, he says to his disciples, um, we're going up to Jerusalem and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will turn him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he'll be raised to life. I mean, an extraordinary message to be given to your 12 disciples. That I'm going to go, I'm going to suffer, I'm going to be mocked, abused, I'm going to be killed in the most agonizing of ways. But on the third day, I'm going to rise again. I mean, talk about giving yourself away rather than seizing power, seizing personal gain and success, emptying himself of everything, life itself, for a greater cause. And then the next thing you see is the mother of um, James and John um, basically saying, Jesus, can my two boys be sat, you know, one on your left, one on your right? You know, basically, can they be a great success? Can they share with you in your glory? Make them amazing. Make them celebrities. Make them great. Uh, here's Jesus saying, I'm going to lay my life down. And here's some of the disciples saying, God, give us more power. Give us more glory. Give us more fame. We want to share what you're going to um, rule and reign in. And, and Jesus, of course, says, are you willing to take the cup of suffering? And they say yes, and ultimately they, they do. But I think we see these two messages going on all around us. I feel it within myself, but in the culture, in the world of wanting to make something great of ourselves 
but also understanding Jesus's message of denial, carrying the cross, looking to serve, blessing others. And I actually think God is, is, is doing something quite significant in terms of perhaps highlighting and challenging in the church where we've pursued our own personal gain. And, and I think we've seen in the church this great hunger and um, being enamored by power. I think there's this great desire for success. And I think, to be honest, a lot of us, you know, we want, we want the message to be, God is great, but so am I. Uh, and actually, the message is not to us, but to your name be the glory. And uh, I was reading an article in The Spectator, uh, so a, a non-Christian journalist was reflecting on, I guess, megachurches and this rise of the celebrity pastor celebrity culture, fascination with um, success and influence. And he just says this, I'm not religious, so it's not my place to dictate to Christians what they should and should not believe. Still, if someone has a faith worth following, I feel that their belief should make me feel uncomfortable for not doing so. If they share 90% of my lifestyle and values, then there is nothing especially inspiring about them. Instead of making me want to become more like them, it looks very much like as if they want to become more like me. Now, I read that. That just cut me to the quick. Because do do the world look at the church, look at us, God look at me, and see someone who's living a radically different life to the values of culture around? And if not, then have we missed something drastically? Because when I look at the life of Jesus, everything he did was so com- confrontational, so challenging, so disruptive, so different to the ways humanity naturally thinks. And uh, <clears throat> so as we started this year, you know, Gastric Church and Worship Central and just thinking about what we're leaning into, what we feel God is saying, I, I feel deep in my gut this sense of um, the importance of emptying of ourselves uh, the importance of repentance, of recognizing the sin within me, my desire for success and ego, um, the importance of character. I mean, I think we've seen everything going on in America at the moment with the storming of the Capitol. I look at that and think, gosh, character really matters. Character in our leaders, it really, really matters. Poor character has devastating consequences. And and it's easy to point the finger and look at others all around the world, all around the church. But I've got to look first and foremost at me and pray, God, what, what, what are the blind spots in my life? Where am I carving out a comfortable kingdom for myself? Where am I trying to justify expansion and moving forward? So over-spiritualizing, we're deep down. I'm just trying to make a great name for myself, build something bigger for myself. And so I, I feel we're in a season where we really need to pursue purity and repentance. And as I said, an emptying of ourselves, which Jesus modeled. Um, but the second thing is an awareness of the limitations of humankind, of man. You know, I think sometimes we can think, you know, we could just work a bit harder, increase our production or just improve a bit our structures and our system. Then God's going to come and things are going to grow and we're going to see breakthrough. I feel like there's been so much struggling of trying to keep going and keep going. And I feel a bit, I've come to the end of myself and in that place, it's like, God, I, I, I signed up for this because I had a vision and I believed I dared to believe sometimes I feel maybe naively, but hold on to that belief that your spirit is going to come in greater measure that we were going to see cities transformed that I'd see people I love come to Christ. I'd pray for the sick and they'd get healed. Um, I I never signed up to this to see a 20% increase in online attendance. You know, I I never signed up to this to see um, a million people stream a song that we'd written. I, I never signed up to this to see, you know, increase in our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Luke, Snapchat is more his thing. Followers. I, I, I signed up to this because I wanted to see the kingdom of God come. I wanted to be a part of something where I stood back and thought, oh my goodness, only God could do that. And the only way, I, I, again, I, I can think of, of trying to lean and pivot into that sense of God, if you don't do this, we're stuffed, is, is prayer, seeking God in prayer. So one of the things we've done as a 
staff team, we, we've cancelled all our meetings for next week and we're going to spend the week in prayer. You know, there's lots of things at the start of the year we need to be planning and organising, but it's like th- there's nothing more important than getting on our knees before God saying, we are lost, we are screwed, we are nothing without you. And God, we, we don't want to charge ahead doing the same old, same old following other kind of growth strategies from churches all around the world. We want to follow the pathways, the strategies of God. We want to see your kingdom released amongst our community, not cut and paste from big churches that do great things elsewhere. Uh, We want to see what you want to do for your people in this city, Birmingham, at this time amongst the community you've gathered around us. And so end with this and be fascinated to hear you guys reflect on this and how this might work out for us in terms of worship because I think worship is key in this because again worship draws us back to our utter dependency on God the complete kind of um, strength and power and might of God it, it reminds us of the limitless possibilities we have in God but Moses in his conversation with Yahweh saying God do not remove your presence from us after the people of Israel had worshipped a golden calf, basically trying to build their own religion, you know, trying to cut God out of religion, build it. And you have to say, we're seeing that. We're seeing the church pursue idolatry of uh, patriotism, nationalism, um, basically creating things that in danger of removing God from it. Anyway, that's another podcast for another day. But uh, Moses says to God, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from the f- all the other people on the face of the earth unless your presence goes with us? And so that's the posture I'm finding myself in at the start of 2021. God, as we head into this year, all the things I'm involved in, we're involved in, your presence doesn't go with us. Don't send us out from here because what will happen is people will look on and say, well, they're no different from me. It's like the worst thing for the church. And this is sadly where it's, I think it's come to a lot in the UK is, you know, some people are part of a golf club, Pilates, some people are part of a church, but actually the people of God are called to be radically different. And, uh, and so for me, rather than looking at others, pointing and getting sucked into a whole bunch of conversations on social media. I'm looking at myself, God, where, uh, where have I um, lost my way? Please pour out your spirit upon me. May I live, work and keep and step with your spirit and see the kingdom of God come here on earth as it is in heaven and change me. I'm so sorry for I've got things wrong, but I need the power of God uh, flowing through my veins. So that's kind of where I'm at, what I'm thinking about. And, I guess it'd be interesting. I know everyone here probably <clears throat> connects, you know, carries the same heart, but how we live that out without becoming this sort of judgmental, <laughs> sort of in our own strength thing, how do we posture ourselves to facilitate a move of the Spirit of God? Fascinated to hear. That's so good, Tim. So good. I don't know. I'm sure Herbert can jump in, but just, I, I mean, I, I, I'm just going to just go a little bit into, like, theologically, you've sparked some yeah. thoughts. And I'm sure the others can apply some some of this. I, I, I love, um, you know, the danger of God is great, and so am I. <laughs> and um, one of the things, you know, one of the things that I got to study as part of my, my PhD was Calvin, which I'd never, you know, spent loads of time in. And he's not always that popular. But one of the things he, he really nailed was this, the doctrine of original sin, i.e. we're stuffed without God, you know. And, and so I think that's really hitting something um, right now, you know, that the, the myth, the myth, that the lie that we're okay on our own basically, that we can do stuff, we can build stuff, we can, um, you know, make God's presence happen um, if, if we just work a bit harder. Whereas, you know, what the Bible says is, no, 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 y- you will always choose the wrong things unless you come to Jesus and, and work through the lens of, of Jesus. Um, and so I think theologically that's something that's interesting. And, and again, may, I'm sure there's lots of applications about that, about like in our songs and all, and, and, the, and the link to the term repentance, because again, repentance isn't a cool term. It isn't a trendy term. It's not really in many songs and, you know, it's not. So again, I think that's an interesting um, link and how, how we make that word understandable or relevant 
to today's culture is, is a challenge and a question, I think. How do we model it in our lives and worship? So that, there's a couple of, a couple of little things to, that, that spark from me. I don't know if the other guys want to jump in. Yeah, I was just going to say on the, the repentance thing, I think it's something that we, we were really um, feeling, sensing, hearing about across the globe even last year, wasn't it? I remember um, you know, a friend of ours, John Tyson in New York, was, was seeing that in gatherings you know, pre-COVID, I think. We were, we were hearing reports of just uh, a sense of mass repentance in gatherings and uh you know another friend from the uk pete gregg in in all the 24 7 prayer movement we were feeling that as well and um in gatherings that we've had before and i I guess repentance for me actually when you think about it it's just another um it's actually a true act of worship in the sense that with repentance what we're doing is is um is acknowledging where self has has replaced God, you know, and, and we're, we're coming back to a place where we say, I, I want to turn away from self. I want to put self down um, and and turn back to God. And I think it's kind of linking back to what, what you were saying, Tim, is it's the emptying of ourselves, repentance. So it's, in one sense, I feel like it's like the truest form of worship because we know like to worship is always to surrender. To worship is always, you know, you have that phrase, Drake, it's always to get lower you know, get lower in his presence. And um, I'm hearing more and more like prophetic words as well from prophets around even um, songs that I just saw something on Instagram the other day from um, a a prophet I don't really know in in Scotland. Um, uh, He had a vision that um, new songs were being um, were being birthed out of repentance, you know. So I feel like we're hearing it more and more, and so we've got to listen to that, you know, and um, and take note of it. Yeah, I, I'm. I mean, it's really interesting. I think um, I think about particularly the UK, maybe just the fact we've gone into lockdown again. Uh, you mentioning Tim right at the start, and. And, and the phrase that's come to me in this time is unfinished business. You know, I feel like it's so easy to look at 2020 as this kind of entity and think, oh, that was so 2020 or that happened or what 2020 taught us was this. And they're all good things and they're true things. And, and there, there is an element of that. But suddenly being sort of thrown back into lockdown and to this place of, you know, um, okay, here I am again at home on my own with a guitar, doing what I'm doing, you know, all this kind of stuff. And you think, actually, as I was praying, I just felt the Lord saying, it's unfinished business. There's an opportunity um, in these next few months to still really put in place patterns and things that are going to really establish us for many, many years to come. Those patterns of repentance, patterns of prayer, of digging in, which is why we're doing this week of prayer, you know. Um, patterns of worship of saying you know what when I don't have all the answers I'm not going to try and make it happen I'm just going to actually worship God and get on my knees and praise him and and just dig into those things and and I think this is a really exciting opportunity actually that we've got for these you know three months or whatever it is to say actually Lord we don't want to jump back into normal life whatever that means without making sure that all the things that you've wanted to do and teach us in this time have been accomplished you know, I think practically what that, following on from that, has, I guess processing all of this as a team and this is where it's so important to, I know we can't, you know, it's hard to meet in person, but we, we've we've done a lot of processing, haven't we, like on, on Zoom and um, phone calls and all that and, and praying and trying to seek the Lord. But I think the way this has played out for us is practically stripping things away. And I think we've always... We've always found there to be fruit, to be new fruit, um, when we've kind of um, simplified things. And I don't know, I feel like that's often the message from Jesus as well. It's like, you know, there's always a lesson in simplification. There's always um, there's always a kind of um, more to be had with less, you know, and that you just feel like that's a kingdom economy. And so for us, you know, off the back of all the live streaming stuff and pre-recording where some of which we felt like probably we, it sounded good. It's looked good and all of that. And we, we've, we've tried our best with all of that stuff, but we're, we're kind of feeling like 
the need to get back to simplicity again to to try and go live in the room a bit more acoustic and try and keep getting back to the heart of worship you know and that phrase will never get old will it it's 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 trying to get back to our first love all the time um and so I, I don't know whether that's encouraging to anyone, church leaders, worship pastors listening to this, but I think God always honors the simplicity. He can, it feels like he can always do more with less. You know, he can always do more with emptying, with with a desire to have a new wineskin. Um, so I think for us, that that's how it's going to work, outwork practically. Um, and also what we found with that is like the unearthing of, of new songs always comes out of a place where we strip things back. And that's amazing. That's exciting, you know, to hear new songs, new lyrics, new melodies, hopefully getting in touch more with the spirit of God as we sort of strip things away a bit. So that's kind of a practical note of how I think this outplays for us. Before we move on, I mean, I do think it's, it's thinking things through, isn't it, for us all, like our relationship with social media, I love that phrase, unfinished business, you know, opportunity to just keep looking at certain things. I think it's really important. We look at how, how's church do we, um, and I'm not saying we've got the answers, but these conversations we need to have, how do we, what does it look like to promote things? How do we avoid building celebrity? How do we personally engage with social? Like I've, so in the last three weeks, really predominantly being off social media, and <clears throat> it's just brilliant. Well, you realize when you get stuck in, so it intensifies everything. You think you think the world is literally about to collapse, and then you you don't go on social media, and so much you dismiss, and <clears throat> and that's not necessarily a bad thing. So I I, I think you know our, our engagement with social media, and again, come back to if if the only time we're worshiping is when there's a camera in front of us or a microphone in front of us, that's, that's a bit weird. I mean, doing, and I say that to myself, but I've, you know, preached this for as many years as I've been involved in leading worship, but are we doing it? Are we, are we just praying? Are we, um, and again, it, it, if I think it's really big conversation around our fascination with excellence, um, you know, what does that really mean? Is that, is that actually, are we squeezing God out of our worship because we've set such high standards and God's like, well, there you go. You, you, you run with the best you can run with and I'll <laughs> move on and work elsewhere. Now I know that doesn't, isn't how God works. God is everywhere. Nick said before you have a little hernia about bad theology, but you know, but actually where are we seeing new young, not necessarily young, but leaders coming through who might not be the most polished singers. Anyway, so I think there's some really big conversations we're certainly starting to have where are the spaces for people to grow and worship, not just grow and leading a great set. Again, I've been saying, if you've got someone who can sing decent, who can string together four great songs from around the world, most people say, wow, that's amazing worship. But actually, how do we flow in the spirit? How do we just the worshippers harder? the uncomfortable, over-the-top, sacrificial, wholehearted. I don't know. I think there's lots of big things we need to really dig deeper into, which that unfinished business, I think, is a really helpful phrase. Very good. Can I just, can I just throw in? Because I think, I think also the, the, the pandemic has sharpened what we already knew to be true, which is worship is way bigger than... Music, isn't it? And yeah. uh, we all know, like, hopefully everyone listening to this knows. Yeah. Um, but again, the importance of, of not just knowing that in our intellectual 21st century way, but knowing it in the biblical sense of, like, holistic, like, and, and walking it out steps. And I think that's what the pandemic has also sharpened for the church. Um, and so, you know, the idea that the, the, the person who volunteers to take a, a Christmas food box is a worship leader, you know, and, and that whole uh, topsy-turviness of the kingdom and the kingdom on the edges, I think we're going to see more and more of that actually um, applying and actually hitting the streets, so to speak, uh, in the future church which is brilliant that that broadening out of worship for real amen yeah
Hey, we just want to let you know of some exciting things coming up. Um, Nick and Becky Drake have been a part of Worship for Everyone for, for many years, and Worship for Everyone has been incredible at writing these stunning songs that are brilliant for all the church to gather together to worship with. And you have a new song coming out called The Ark. Yes, it's very exciting. Tell us uh, about it, Nick. Well, it's called The Ark. It features the entirety of your family, Tim, in the BVs. Buried very low in the mix, I have to, uh, have to add. <laughs> well, people will have to turn it up loud to discover <laughs> that. Try not uh, to take it personally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, you know, we love trying to write songs that unite across age and stage barriers. And, you know, we believe there's like such a power, isn't there, in unity. And one of the things that needs bringing together is age and stage. Um, that often is divided in the church. So... This song is called The Ark, and it's about that story of Noah, you know, the classic story of him building. But what we, what we wanted to do was take that metaphor of, you know, Noah in the ark as the safe place of doing what God's called you to do. And even when people are laughing at you, so the chorus talks about the neighbors laughing at him, you know, you stick to what you're doing because God's called you to do it. And so um, it, it's, a, it's an exciting concept that we all need to grasp hold of, no matter what age we are. So, yeah, so it's coming out Amazing. 22nd of January, it's called The Ark. Awesome. 22nd of January, and you type in Worship for Everyone, The Ark, to find it on all music platforms. It's right there, your BVs, right in people's faces, right there. Oh, wait. Also, uh, very excitingly, uh, Gastream Music, which for the first time ever uh, is releasing a song of worship. Luke, Nick, you've been very key in this. Do you want to share what's been happening and when's it released? Yeah, sure. Well, we, um, we've been working on this for quite a while. Um, we've been, um, I suppose, just, you know, um, just worshipping and, and waiting on the Lord for songs um, that, you know, have been birthed out of our community that feel like they're resonating with our, with our church prim primarily. And we want to share them with, with the world. And uh, really excited this year to to release a whole bunch of music um, that you know primarily. If we're, we're honest, we we um, we really do just want to minister to God and hope these songs bless Him, bless His name first and foremost. But you know, have have come out of our church, and and so we there's something amazing about kind of documenting what um, the song of of God's people is and. We, we've loved doing that and and we've really tried to I suppose push into some some new things you know some maybe some old ways of working we've yeah we, we've we've tried to kind of just go with what we feel the Lord's leading us into and and I suppose in in that sense we've we've tried to like take our time with it you know it feels like we've not we've not rushed things too much we've 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 kind of sat on some things for a while, um, but now we feel it's the, the right time to, to put it out there. So we're really excited. This first song, it's called Praise to You Alone. It's coming out on the 15th of January. And um, Herbs, you were a key part of writing this song um, with a few of the other guys. Why don't you just speak into that? Yeah, um, yeah, we're really amped about some of this music. And just, it's so fun to be creative. But the whole thing with this song, I think, is just, I love the fact it's it's just all about Jesus it's it's just called praise to you alone and that is the focus and it looks at the message of the cross and the resurrection I'll just read a little bit from the bridge um and I think we're going to hear it aren't we but it yeah. says enthroned on every hallelujah with scars of grace with eyes of fire he holds the stars the first and final our Christ the king of love eternal and just just want to write songs you know in this way that just say it's all about you, Lord. We want to worship you and, and praise belongs to you alone. Mm. You're incredible. You're the first, the final, the king of love. Mm. You know, every hallelujah is yours. It, it belongs to you. And that's the message of the song. So I think we're going to listen to it now. So good. Here's a little teaser.
Now we've got an interview with Junior Gar, and it was so great to catch up with him. He's doing some incredible stuff right now with his choir, the Spirituals. Um, so I hope you enjoy this. Well, here we are with the main man, Junior Gar. Mate, good to see you. You too, mate. What's up? How, how are you doing? I'm okay. Welcome to 2021. Or is it December 38th? <laughs> <laughs> New, new year, same me, you know, same yeah. us, same world, you know. Um, oh, man, it's been crazy, right? Like, been such a crazy 2020. Yeah. And you bought, you bought, well, I was going to ask you about this, mate, because you, um, I'm sure so many people watching this will have seen, but you have massively inspired so many people, I think, by what you and your quad spirituals have done over Christmas and the whole St. Paul's thing. And if you haven't checked this out and you're watching this, Please, like, just check out what these guys have done. It's the most beautiful, stunning, uplifting, hope-filled work of art. You know, um, just say a bit about it. You know, I'd love to hear what was going on with that. Okay, cool. So, um, uh, so in, uh, in September, I was kind of putting together a um, kind of like a, a documentary uh, for the Black History Month. And so... We, we called it the Black History Project and, um, you know, kind of gathered a group of people. We didn't, we didn't really want to start a choir. I wasn't intending to try and start anything. We just, I just wanted to gather some people to help me tell the stories, um, you know, um, about Black History Month and just the importance of it. Um, and so... We did that. We did that in conjunction with TVN, and it was, was it was it was crazy. And I, yeah, like the the response and what happened with it was like, whoa, okay, like this is way more than I expected. Um, it would go, and you know, um, people all over the world was just like, yo, what's going on with this? You know, is this something that we need to look look out for? And then. Um, and then we had a bunch of the choir members just coming to us and writing to us and saying, hey, like, you know, this, this thing has really, like, saved my mental health. You know, this has really helped wow. rekindle, rekindle my, uh, my faith with Jesus. Um, you know, stories like that. And so, you know, you know, we felt as if, like, this was something that we needed to carry on. And so um, my, my vicar, Jamie Haight, um, approached me right after the Black History Project and says, mate, how about we, we do something for Christmas? Because there are definitely no, not going to be any packed out carol concerts. So, um, you know, can we figure out, you know, something to do for, for Christmas? And, um, and we were about, I think, we, I don't know if we were, we were about to go into another lockdown. I can't really remember. But yes. I knew something was about to happen. I thought, I thought yeah, I knew that something was about to happen. So I, I said, Jamie, look, if we are going to do this, we're going to need to. We're going to need the biggest space we can get because so, uh, social distancing, COVID. You know, we need to figure out a way to actually. <laughs> happen. And um, you know, initially we were going to do. Um, we were going to try and copy what you lot did with um, with. Um, uh, uh, the Blessing UK. And, uh, okay, okay. And I was just like, no, 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 no. That's, that's I, I can't, I can't. No, we're so over that. We're so over that. We got a new plan. We got a new plan. No way. I mean, like, millions of people have watched it. Um, so, we, so we, you know, I, I knew that we couldn't really do anything, you know, online like that. We needed to get quiet in one room, um, you know, just kind of seeing and, you know, reimagining these songs. And so, you know, I said to my vicar, I was like, well, let me have a think about it. Give me a couple of days. And I, and I, and I just started to, to dream about, you know, what if we could just reimagine these carols, like, and just bring some life to them and just add okay. some color to them and just, you know, like, uh, you, know, see, you know, like joy to the world. Like, how can we, how can we bring joy to the world, you know? Um, and so, you know, we sat down and we, we just, we, we mapped it out. We, we talked, we had a lot of conversation about how are we going to do this? Um, and then we were like, it's going to have to be St. Paul's Cathedral. <laughs> like it can't, it can't be anywhere else. <laughs> it's going to have to be somewhere that big, you know? Um, 
and you know um a bunch of conversations were had uh, were had and you know Jamie is uh you know he's he's the best vicar in the world man he's well connected and he's got friends everywhere um and and you know and for some reason you know um archdeacon of Cant- uh sorry archdeacon of Charing Cross um uh, bishop of London yeah. heard about it like yo yeah. let's go let's do this you know let's make this happen you know and so um that's just that yeah that's kind of like how it all came about really um and it's it's been a it's been a whirlwind because you know from when we uploaded that first video we had no clue that you know less than four weeks later there'd be nearly two hundred thousand people who who you know what you know, you know, um, oh, come we faithful. I mean, wow. like, what the heck, you know, so, um, and it is yeah, kind of so like, if, if, if anyone, like, I've got to say, if you haven't listened to this stuff, go and check it out. It's stunning. Like it's, it's not just any old, oh, come we faithful. It's, it, it really is beautiful and intricate. Yeah, and what yeah. I think what's reflected in it is your attention to detail, your care as well mm. around just the aesthetic of the, the cathedral as well as the choir who yeah. looks stunning yeah. and glorious oh, and they're, then they sound amazing as well and I think yeah. there's something about putting a piece of art out into the world like you did at that point that, that you know the whole thing just actually brings so much hope did you you know I mean like you're saying what, did you enjoy you know filming it all and yeah. what did you yeah, learn you know, I absolutely loved it. I mean, um, again, um, Andy Hutch, who is is my is my film director, he you know is is just a genius. He's yeah, absolutely genius. And you know, I you know when the first time I worked with him and met him, um, everyone knows Andy. But I, I, didn't, I, didn't know, know, yeah, I know Andy. Uh, everyone knows Andy. <laughs> <laughs> But I'd heard of him, but I didn't really know who he was. And, uh, meeting him on the Black History Project, you know, we had such um, um, an artistic connection that just felt like, okay, like we, we just need to work. We, like, we need to make stuff together. And yeah. so, you know, I had a conversation with him and I said, Andy, I just, I just want to make this thing beautiful. I just want it to be beautiful. I just, I just want us to make the world a more beautiful place through this piece oh, of art, that, you know, that we, that we present as an offering, as an offering to the world. Do you know what I mean? You know, there's a bunch of things going on. You know, 2020 was a crazy year. Yeah. You know, Kobe Bryant died, you know, um, BLM, you know, George Floyd, yeah. um, you know, US elections. I mean, like, things just going crazy, you know, yeah. pandemic. COVID, let's not forget the pandemic, you know. Um, yeah. You know, um, what would it look like to just just inject a little bit of hope, inject a little bit of beauty, you know, um, in the world as we know it now? And, and, it, and it's, it's really become like a, like a slogan for me, you know. What can I do today to beautify the world? Oh man! You know, and the thing is, and the thing is, when, when we think about the world, when you think about yeah. the Earth, we think about all these nations and countries and stuff like. I'm not talking about that. I'm not. I'm just talking about. It, it could be your living room, bro. It could. It could just be. <laughs> it, it, you know what I mean? It could be your backyard. Like, what can you do? Like, what can you? What can you create? What can you do to make your world, the world around you, um, a, a bit more beautiful? You know, Mate, and I, so it, it was fun. It was fun to create for sure. I think um, just thinking about that, and I guess as songwriters, and you're you're a phenomenal songwriter. I had the privilege of writing a bit with you recently at the end of 2020, which was which was really special. And thank you so much for that. But I think thank one you. of the things I've, I've seen is is with songwriters, and you know, if you're watching your songwriter, just I guess that is one of the things we're trying to do is, is just reflect the glory and beauty of God through what we're doing and honour him through this process. Mm. Well, I'd love to know, Junior, what, I guess, partly what's your creative process? Like what really drives you and, and, and what moves you? And how do you work? Do you have a way? Is there something that kind of makes you go, oh, that's, that's how I write, you know? And, and how do you write songs? Is there, a, is there a sort of particular formula for you or a way 
And even thinking of that, because you have a, you're not just thinking about your voice a lot of the time as well, I guess. You're thinking about a whole choir behind you as well. It's yeah, like, yeah. how does how does that all fit together? Like, what really makes you, you know, tick? Um, what makes me tick? Uh, that's a big question. To be honest, I, I um, my my um, my head, right? <laughs> my head is full of so much stuff, and like sometimes I, I find I've, I, I can't sleep because I've, I've always got stuff ticking, and so I have to, I have to, I, I have notepads around. I've got my iPad, I've got my phone, I've got stuff around just to get it out, just get ideas out of my out of my head. Um, but no, no one song or creative concept comes the same way it could it could be in a dream it could be on an ad that i saw on a bus it could be someone whistling outside and i hear a melody out of that um but but it's 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 all around me it's 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 it, the, the best way to 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 um to describe my creative process is that i just i just i i, I feel it in the atmosphere and i just I, I reach out for it and if i can grab it i pull it i pull it in I pull it in, I pull it in. And, you know, and, you know, there, there are, there are certain moments and I, I know you've probably experienced this as well as a songwriter that you'll, you'll, you'll hear a melody far off. It's far off. You can't really yeah. figure it out. You have to really quiet yourself or really focus into, um, into what that melody is and to, 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 to pull it into this. I always talk about this side of eternity, right? Um, you know, because when when we go on to glory, we'll be we'll be stepping over onto the other side. But on this side of eternity, in which we call Earth, we have a supernatural ability and a supernatural. Uh, um, God has given us this power as human beings to 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 tap into stuff that we may hear far off, and and that's where it is. It's it's in it's in that space, you know, between heaven heaven and earth, where we we've got to go and grab it. You know, and um, as as a creative, as a songwriter, as wh- whatever you do, um, you know you're you're gonna have a lot of those moments. And the more you practice it, the easier it becomes. You know, and you know, and 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 the easier it becomes, the more you discover new new worlds. You know, yeah. um, you know, and they you know they always say that words create worlds, and so you know, like you know, when when you are able to put a language to um, your process, you know, like you begin to build these these different worlds that you become familiar with, and so you know. So, you know, right now I'm preparing for a couple a couple projects ahead, and for me, it's all about time. And so, you know, um, you know, thankfully I don't have any kids yet. Um, so, you know, so, so it just means that I sometimes I literally sit on my desk, you know, in the studio and I, I just, I listen to music or I just sit in silence for hours <laughs> until, until it comes to me, you know, but um, I, I know it's a long winded answer, but basically I, I just, it's for me, it's all around. It's all around me. It's yeah, all around me. And, and if, and, and, and if, if I can, if I can see it, I reach out for it. If I can hear it, I reach out for it. And then if I can grab it, 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 it then gives me the tools to, um, it, you know, to use my skills and what I know, um, you know, to kind of craft. And yeah, I, I love that. Like, there's, there's this great quote, um, and I can't for the life of me remember, it was probably someone famous like Bob Dylan, or, but um, just about songwriting. And it's like when you go into a room, um, the inspiration's already there. The song's already there. It's like you get your butterfly net and you've just got to like pull it down and just mm-hmm. run it, which is exactly what you're saying. And and, I, and and that's amazing as well, isn't it? When you think about you go into a creative space, God is there. He's already there. Like he's, I was reading today again about, you know, how his word does not go out to him, you know, without re- coming back and returning without having done all yeah. that he's needed yeah. to do. And that sense in which just encouraging people that, actually you know um the word of god is just so full vibrant life-giving that um you know it's okay to go back to the 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 things that we've said lots of times and see a fresh angle and and say god what are you showing me today what's the piece of inspiration that you want to inspire from your word today you know I, i i love that um do you think um another thought i i had around i'd love to hear your thoughts just and we can maybe wrap with this but 
<laughs> wrap it up, but I was thinking the whole thing of, um, you know, the UK, I know you're so passionate about the UK and seeing the worship scene here and the, the landscape of the UK just just develop and and just seeing the prophetic heart of God and sensing that for the UK, just from a few chats I've had with you, what 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 do you want to say about that? Like, what do you see? Like, where do you where do you see it going? You, you might be like, I've got no clue. You tell me, or something. Do you see something like because you're working with so many people and different environments? Are you sensing something sort of bubbling up and something fresh happening that we can expect? Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, great to see you. <laughs> um, 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 what can I say about that? Um, I, I, do you know what? This is um, this is the most promising moment in, I think, in in the history of of our our Christian creative expression. Yeah. here in the UK on this side of the pond because you have millennials and Gen Zs who are, who are some of the most creative human beings on the planet and they're burning for God. They burn, they burn yeah. for Jesus. They, you know, their passion is like, it's, it's not like, you know, so, so we've seen these great massive movements um, and great massive revivals have happened, you know, uh, before our time, right? I only talk about the Jesus movement, and then yeah. you know you come into now, and you you know you, you know we've seen um, uh, Bethel and Jesus culture. You know, um, there's nothing new under the sun, and so ev- so so ev- everything is like the the um, you know the ecosystem is in is in the Word of God, is in the Bible, all right? And you know um, what you know at some point. Someone said, I want to see this happen on the earth. And someone said, God, I'm available. Use me. Use me as a vessel. And it caused a massive, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, vibration all over the earth. I think that we are on the brink of that over here in the UK. And it's not about denominations. It's not about, you know, you know, it's not about like you. I don't know, like life church and gastry music, or it's it's not about people in their own pockets. You know, it's about it's about what God is what God is doing as a collective. And I think all of us are sensing. We can sense. You can feel that there's something brewing. You know, every single person who is a leader, as a writer, creative, can feel it. You can feel it. You can feel it in your stomach, even to even to the point where you you can't even sleep. You're just wondering, like, God, what's next? Okay, what's happening in pandemic? Like, how do we be creative? How do? But but something something is going to happen very soon, and I I sense it. I feel it. Uh, it's like it's like a knowing in my spirit you know i feel that it's it's gonna it, the the it's gonna come to a boiling point where um you know we just can't take it anymore and which is we're gonna sit we're gonna sing out you know the name of jesus we're gonna shout the name of jesus we're gonna go out on the streets and say hey jesus loves you do you want do, do you want him now you know um you know that's what that's what these young millennials and and, and gen z's are about like i i and, and the thing is you know they're you know they're in you know they're in our community they're in the choir you know they you know they they just they just want to see jesus glorified yeah you know and you know and you know what we're dealing with right now is a generation of people who they're just no nonsense you know i don't i don't i don't want all the gimmicks i don't need all the lights i don't need i don't need all of that i just want the raw jesus i just want the raw presence of god can i have that you know, and I think that God, God is responding. He's responding in the little pockets, and you know what I'm hearing or what I'm seeing is is amazing. I just, I, I just want to be a part of it. Mate, um, it's so, so encouraging. So yeah, no, it, it really is. It's, it's awesome to hear what's going on, and I think you know if you're 
if you're connecting with us at Worship Central as well, then um, we would love to hear from you, you know, in various ways, like email, get in touch, like comments. We, we'd love to hear what you're sensing God's doing where you are, what is happening right now in your nation or in the UK as well. Like, just let us know what you're feeling. We, we would really love to hear from you. Because we, I sense that as well. Something new's happening. New partnerships happening like never before. Which I think you're touching. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. uh, thanks so much for joining us today. And thank you, thank you. you. It's been a and, and for all that you do and what you've been doing with the spirituals as well, we are so excited to see what you sort of bring this year, 2021, how you can inspire us and bring hope as well. So bless you, mate. So good to see you. Bless you. you too, mate. Now it's time for Take It to the Bridge, a nugget from Nick Herbert on songwriting. Here we go. Buckle up. Thanks so much, Nick. Um, and just a little thought today is about um, just getting back to the Bible as songwriters, the fullness of the word, the power of the word, how much is there. So I want to read this from Isaiah 55. You'll know it. It's really familiar. But um, And I'm thinking about it, I guess, because it's been snowing here in the UK right now. Um, and it reminds me of this verse every time. Um, the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out. It always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. And I love that analogy of the word, this idea that it produces grain to grow, you know, seed for the farmer, bread for the hungry, that there is always something fresh in the word of God. And I think it, that's really important for a couple of reasons. One is that um, we often look at scripture and think, oh, well, a song's been written about that scripture already. I can't write another song about that. But I would really encourage you, don't let that put you off. Um, you know, there's always another angle. There's always another way. And there's always something. The word is so full that the Lord will want to show you something where you are. And also, I love this idea that the word goes out. You know, he says it sends it out. And why is that so encouraging right now? Well, it's so encouraging because, of course, a lot of us are stuck in various places. And yes, we can write on Zoom and do things, but I just wouldn't underestimate the power of just where you are, trusting that God can speak to you where you are. He can send out his word where you are. He's present. And that word will accomplish everything it needs to in your songwriting. So be encouraged. Get back to the Bible. Get hold of the word in this season. Amazing. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode of Worship Central Podcast. As ever, please uh, subscribe to us. Give us a rating uh, on whatever you're listening. Um, and we can't wait to see you for next month's episode, February. Join us then. Yeah.